Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio, where your host, Christine Renee and Izzy Wells. We come together with more than 25 years of experience in Reiki, meditation, chakra wisdom, clairvoyant techniques, and holistic healing. We are passionate about helping individuals release resistance, step into their authentic selves, and align their lives with the truth of who they are. Reiki Cafe Radio is your choice for vibrant Reiki conversations, meditation experiences, and holistic wellness. This is your space for a deeper look into the ancient wisdom through modern eyes. So grab your tea or coffee and join us as we sip our way through this week's episode. Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio. I am your host, Christine Renee, and I'm super excited to bring on guest Nicole Smedley, who is one of Reiki Cafe University's newest graduates from our Chakra Clairvoyant Coaching Certification um, that has been now Reiki Coaching, but she is uh, fantastic. I love her Reiki journey story. She is a full-time Reiki practitioner, as well as um, offering sound baths and drumming and so many beautiful complimentary pieces to her Reiki practice. And so I'm super excited to have Nicole on today. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here with you. I am too. Like this is going to be a great conversation. So Nicole's got a fantastic story and journey um, that brought her to Reiki that brought her business about. And so I'd love just to start off by asking you a little bit about your background, what your history is, like what brought you to this, this place, the spiritual Reiki business life, like how did, how did it all unfold? Yeah. And first I just want to preface this. Um, you know, I talk about my past just as factual, like these are the facts. This is what got me here. Um, and really having gratitude for the great classroom and all the lessons that I've learned from it. But, um, I would say my, my story started pretty young when I was, um, I got, I got pregnant very young. Uh, I was still a teenager and, and then married at 17. And, and then my mom tragically drowned to death while we were on family vacation when I was 18. Um, and so I kind of felt like, you know, here I was a young mother, I was married. And then at that time I felt like I had to kind of, I was very worried about my father and then I had my little brother. And so I just kind of jumped into this caregiver role, caring for everyone, not taking the time to grieve, um, divorced at 29. And, and then I was a single mom for 14 years and I had subscribed to societal standards at that time thinking, okay, I don't have a college degree. I haven't worked for a few years. How am I going to make this work? Um, but you know, long story short, and I do remember I worked five days a week Um, And then I would work a second job on the weekends. And I remember selling my belongings to buy my kids, you know, back to school clothes or just sometimes the bare necessities Um, ended up buying my own house and maintaining a five bedroom house on a third of an acre in Utah here by myself. So needless to say, um, very stressful. I did make it to the top of my career field. Um, And I was commuting uh, two hours a day. So um, really was living like the rat race, the grind. But um, and I use air quotes like I was viewed as successful, Um, had the six figure salary and 
all these things. And um, my world really got turned upside down when my youngest son, he, my daughter moved out when she was 18. Um, I can say that I've raised very independent children, so I'm proud of that. But when she moved out, I kind of hyper-focused on my son. And when my son moved out, here I was uh, alone in this big five-bedroom house with this career that I didn't love, um, records management and running the elections for Salt Lake City. So municipal government um, job. And and I did what any normal person would do. So I got a dog. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just needed to nurture and care for something because my identity from the age of 17 was, you know, caregiver. It was just me and, and these kids for 14 years. And and that's all I knew was mom, mom life. And so uh, I I got sick, um, didn't know why I got depressed. Um, I have like journal entries, very dark journal entries. Um, and I would never use the term lightly, but I started thinking, you know, why am I here? I don't need to be here anymore. I have no purpose anymore. Um, and I had digestive issues and I was going to the hospital and I had at the time about $3,000 in medical bills. And they kept telling me I was normal. And I was not normal. And just to give you some context, besides being depressed and hopeless, um, I'm five, five, and I was down under 110 pounds. I couldn't keep food in me. And I knew that was not normal. And so my boyfriend at the time, he's still my boyfriend. He says, well, you need to go get your chakras balanced. And I thought, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. And just really discounted it. Um, and he wouldn't let it go. And he didn't use the term Reiki, but it was a Reiki practitioner. Um, I asked, you know, well, how much is that? And he told me, and I was like, if you really want me to go, you can pay for it. Like, that's how much of a skeptic I was. I had never heard of it. Um, so finally I went and I, I rushed in and had my session. And as I left, I thought, well, that was a waste of money. But two days later I was driving to work and I'm like, I feel happy again. Like I feel lighter. I need more of this. And so I made my appointment on my own and paid for it by myself. <laughs> and, you know, the second time I asked a few more questions and then I went a week later and I asked even a few more questions and she's like, well, your solar plexus is really, <clears throat> I can't remember the term she used, but I was totally in like my ego mind. And I'm like, oh, right, the solar plexus. And I had no idea what that meant. I go in my car and I Google, you know, what is the solar plexus? I'm still sitting in my, in the parking lot in my car. And it has to do with, you know, your purpose, your identity, your self-worth, your digestion, every single symptom that I was having in my life is related to the solar plexus, what she just said. So I just wanted to know everything at that point. How do I balance my own solar plexus? And uh, after three Reiki sessions, three weeks apart and me doing my own research on the solar plexus, I did not, I have not had a single symptom since. I, love I have that. not had a single physical symptom since. And it just, I just thought, why don't people know about this? Right. And well, and I love that this is a story. So from like the corporate person point of view, like Mm -hmm. everyone is, can have find their way to Reiki. Like no matter, like you were a person who was 
absolutely closed-minded to trying alternative things. You had doctors telling you you were normal, which I know what that is like and going, I am not normal. (laughs) My digestive system is not working and exploring going, okay, if the medical industry doesn't have the answers, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to look, I'm willing to find out what else is available. And the, these gems get placed in front of you by spirit. Like whether, I mean, it's not like your boyfriend is super into alternative healing. And so then then I think that's why I love that even more. Like, it's not like he was a Reiki practitioner or really promoting it. He was just like, you just have some chakra imbalances. Yeah. And he had gone, um, a friend of his recommended him when he was going through his divorce. And he said, this really helped me when I was going through my divorce. No, he's not. He's a firefighter. (laughs) He is not anything like that. And so, yeah, that seed was planted for him, which he passed on to me. And so, yeah, super aware of the divine uh, interference there or influence. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. I knew that wasn't the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the influence. I'm super grateful for that, that he kept he kept putting that in the forefront of my mind. Well, and I love it too, that, you know, we finally have come to a place in our culture and society where it's at least available, right? Like we can find it out there. And that just wasn't the way it was even 10 years ago. And so now I'm curious. So you've got the little, the taste of Reiki sessions, the, the healing occurred so that you're not experiencing your digestive symptoms any longer. Like the shift is happening. So what brought you to the classes? Like what brought you to wanting to become a Reiki practitioner yourself? Honestly, probably scarcity mindset. I thought, well, I want, I can just do this to myself. <laughs> I can learn this and do it to myself. I don't need to come to someone, which is silly. Cause now as a Reiki master, you know, I get Reiki sessions all the time, um, from other people, but that's what started. It is like, I need to learn this. And so that whole first class, um, my Reiki one and my Reiki two class, I just sat there and thought, this is what I need to do. Like, this is my future. Like looking at my teacher thinking, this is what I need to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but just like that deep knowing of this is what I have to do. But um, yeah, so I started doing it on myself and my children and and then their friends and then their friends as parents and then their friends as parents would refer someone to me and it just snowballed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone wanted a piece of this Reiki and and kept coming to me and I had it at my house and I just had a massage table set up in the living room to start with, you know, I didn't, didn't make it too complicated. I just bought one, um, a used one for a hundred dollars, put it up in my living room and just started practicing, started giving Reiki, seeing all of the many amazing results people were getting. And I love that. So what, when did you decide, like, it's time to quit my job? Like what happened with there? Cause I know that is a really, I mean, for so many of Reiki practitioners who are holding on to the nine to five job with such like, I, with such what that scarcity mindset, like, I don't want to let this go because this is what pays the bills. What mm-hmm. was that like for you to switch from corporate to wanting to do this as a career choice? Yeah, that was, that was tough. Um, because I did have the scarcity mindset with, you know, become 
being that single mom who didn't have any money when I first became a single mom. And so, yeah, that, that was deeply ingrained at the time, but, um, you know, they say after the Reiki one and two class, things just start to rapidly shift. And I remember sitting in my cubicle and I just felt like my physical being vibrated at a different frequency than my environment. Uh, and I knew I, it was no longer an alignment. It was no longer a fit. So six months after my Reiki two class, I gave my notice six months, like that's how fast it happened. And they offered me more money to stay and I took it (laughs) and you know, I'm only human. (laughs) So, um, and then I, I realized I did money doesn't matter. You can't buy my soul. I'm not at peace here. And so I quit. I gave my two week notice again. And then right after that, I had like a breast cancer scare. So I'm just like universe. You, you just, I had test after test after test, but, um, finally I was just so out of alignment. It was so uncomfortable. I was seeing people on the evenings and weekends. And so I was kind of working the two jobs. And so I did finally quit. Um, and then I did Reiki for quite some time, but then, you know, I probably needed to do another level of, of healing and personal growth at that time, because like my ego mind freaked out and I had an opportunity to work with a wonderful organization, um, taking individuals with spinal cord injuries out, recreating, um, kayaking and skiing. And I thought, well, who wouldn't love a job doing that? So I did take another, I'm using air quotes, um, stable job. And even doing that, something that is helping so many people, and I love that job and the experiences I had there, I'll never forget some of the most amazing experiences of my life. Um, But I think, I don't know, I think they call it like a shadow career where you quit one to do what you really want, but then there's one closer to what you want. And, um, And I wasn't happy there either. And I thought, well, if I'm not happy doing this, which was amazing, you know, then I know where I need to be. So the universe, will truly just make you so uncomfortable that you don't have a choice. So again, I quit that job. And, um, and that's when I had been following Reiki cafe university for like the minute I saw you, I'm like, I will work with that woman someday. Um, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to happen. What happened last time? I don't want to quit freak out and then get a corporate job again. And I knew that I needed that accountability and that additional layer of support. Um, and so that's when I invested in myself and not only quit my job, but paid for that, for the whole course. And that's where our journey together started. Right. And that's when you came into the chakra clairvoyant coaching certification. And I remember you coming in and it was just like, oh, let's, let's like dive in. I was super excited when you joined because it's like this, so much of this is just the, um, mindset work, the, like subscribing to things like old patterns, old beliefs that don't serve us any longer. And how can we get into an expansive mindset to really bring our dreams to fruition and and like not hold back, not hold back. And do you, I remember the call we did a, um, inside the course book. I'm very much like, if you guys need some support, like all we'll go there, we can totally go there. And do you remember the the question was like, (laughs) how do I make uh-huh. $3,000 a month or what? We had, yeah, we had a, a pretty low amount. I was just like, 
you know, what's the bare minimum I need to make? That's how my mind worked at the time. And I had this number in my mind and I'm like, Christine, but Christine, how do I make $2,500 a month? You know, it was like the, this bare bones minimum. And you're like, well, let's hop on a call. And we did a call and I appreciated that so much. And we broke it down and I was so scared. And then like four weeks went by and I had exceeded it. And then the next month I exceeded it. And then the next month, and I have, I just keep exceeding it. It was not hard. And yeah, that root chakra is where we started. And that's where those limiting beliefs around money are. And I did all the work around there shifting and I'm unsubscribing from all these old beliefs. And that, that was huge. Yeah. I had like a smile on my face because I just had fun with it. I just had fun with the money and yeah. And I think that's where so many people get caught up. You know, we have, I mean, society at large, religion at large gives us these limiting beliefs around money. And when we can kind of like, actually, let's just break it down. Like we have a couple of things going on. We have the limiting beliefs and then we have the actual skill sets of like how to do the thing to make the money. And once you saw that you could have a certain amount of clientele and teach so many classes, it was like, oh yeah, this isn't going to be hard. Yeah. And at first you were scared and then you just knocked it out of the water. Like, oh, that wasn't a big deal. I can do that. I can double that. (laughs) Yeah. It was the first month and the month wasn't even over and I had exceeded it. And I remember hopping on in the group and being like, you guys, guess what? And uh, I thought that would be odd, but no, I just keep, keep exceeding it. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you up to these days? We graduated from the coaching certification. So where, what's your next big goal or what are you working on? Like how's life? Yeah. So the, the shamanic journeying for my clients has brought, has been such a value to them, um, receiving those answers as I do the journeys for them. So that has been more of those, um, and the the chakras with my own personal healing story with that that solar plexus chakra um and as i went through all of them how we we have the power to heal ourselves and i want to bring i want to bring some in person chakra courses to my community like every single one of my reiki clients i'm i'm seeing what chakra their limiting beliefs lie in and um, going deeper, deeper, doing the deeper healing work. Yeah. That, and that's it. I love that. And that is like the goal of what Reiki coaching is, is really to kind of see, okay, we can feel into their energy fields. We can do the Reiki work, but where is their limiting stories at and how can we unsubscribe them? And how do we engage the client to be an active participant in their healing? And so I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Farmington, Utah, you're building your in-person business. Is there anything that, um, I mean, what are you love doing right now? Like, so you've got your clientele. Are you doing classes? Are you like, what's on the forefront for, for Nicole? Yeah, I love teaching. I you talk about your zone of genius in the program and I getting up in front of people and talking <laughs> is my zone of genius. I'm doing one-on-one reiki sessions as usual, but um 
teaching Reiki one and two and masterclass and then doing the in-person chakra teaching is really where I am excited to expand. Um, I'll be doing the sound baths still and teaching drumming and stuff too, but getting in front of people, having these community um, and group healing events is really what I'm focusing on. Right, I love it. I think that's the beauty of like a brick and mortar business is that there's the community there and the the touch once again, like we went through a whole pandemic where we couldn't see each other in person. And so I really feel like the brick and mortar Reiki businesses are going to start taking off again in 2022. So I'm super excited to see where your business goes to this year. If people wanted to follow you or contact you, do you have a way for people to do that? Yeah. Uh, my website is empoweredhealingreiki.org and I'm on Instagram at empoweredhealingreiki.org underscore Reiki and on Facebook at empowered healing Reiki. Beautiful. I love it. So if you're listening, definitely check out Nicole, follow her. If you need a, what I like to call possibility portal of someone who quit the corporate job and made a successful business out of her Reiki practice. She is, she is the gal to follow because she's doing it. She's doing all of the things and I am so honored and blessed to have her as part of Reiki Cafe University, like in our programs as a graduate and just cannot wait to see where life takes you and Reiki takes you because you're already doing such beautiful work. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being in your program. Um, Can't say enough good things about the support and the personal healing I received through there and wouldn't be where I am right now without you and Izzy. So thank you for being part of my journey. Absolutely. We're so thrilled to be a part of it and continue to be a part of it. And thank you very much for coming on to our Reiki Cafe radio. And for all of the listeners out there, um, I hope you enjoyed the program and we cannot wait to have you have listening in on the next one. So thank you all so much. Reiki Cafe radio is sponsored by Reiki Cafe University, where your Reiki dreams become reality. Join us on Instagram or Facebook at Reiki Cafe University, watch our videos on YouTube, or visit the website to learn more about our colleges of Reiki, chakras, and business. It's our aim to help you on your path to wellness, guiding you into confidence as you transmute your inner critic and say yes to you. We're here to help you bring your Reiki dreams into reality, and your path to abundance, health, and healing unfolds from here. And love and light, Christine Renee. And Izzy Wells.